Welcome to the Refine Your Health podcast with Dr. Dion. I'm a primary care physician, and now I can happily add podcaster. Tune in to each episode to hear great information on improving health outcomes, disease prevention, and overall community health advocacy. Thanks for listening. Now let's jump into today's episode to improve your health. Hello, listeners. This is your host, Dr. Dion. Thanks for checking out this episode of Refine Your Health. So I'd like to just start off this episode by asking a general question. Are you stressed? I know you guys can't see me, but I have both of my hands up. I just do not know what to say about this past year. And I assume the same for many of you who are checking out this episode. The past year has been stressful with this pandemic. Anything from, you know, just personally for myself, just being a frontline worker and dealing with the potential stress of coming in contact with someone with COVID and potentially getting infected with COVID myself and potentially bringing it home to family and friends and just having the limitations during this entire past year of not being able to see friends and family because of fear of infecting them with the coronavirus based on my job. And so there's been the stress of not being able to have those relationships in more of an intimate uh, setting. And I'm sure the same for many of you who've had to physically distance from family and friends. In addition, just, you know, some of you may have dealt with job loss in the past year. The stress of finances, thinking about how you're going to pay for your mortgage or your rent paying back student loans if you're a recent graduate, dealing with how you're going to feed your dependents like your kids and, and homeschooling, then that's been a big ordeal for many parents having to homeschool their kids and, and the stress that goes along with that. In addition, having to deal with bearing a loved one who passed away from coronavirus. So it's just been an overall stressful year for many of us in this country. And so I wanted to talk about the effects of stress on our health because it can have a physical as well as a mental impact on our health. Just to give an idea of, about the statistics related to stress in America, according to the American Heart Association, Americans, even before coronavirus, were among the most stressed populations in the world. And stress is a common reaction in everyday life. So I don't want people to think that it's not normal to be stressed. There is reason to have stress. However, we need to address, and the reason for this episode is addressing how that stress can impact our health, especially if it gets out of control. So stress is a common reaction in everyday life again, as I mentioned, but it can come with an event or thought that may cross your mind, that makes you feel nervous angry, or even frustrated. There are three main types of stress, according to the Harvard School of Public Health website. There's acute stress that occurs with a brief event, and that's like getting in an argument. Another is an acute episodic event where there are frequent acute events, such as like dealing with a work deadline multiple times throughout the year. The third type of stress is chronic stress, where it's persistent, such as job loss, physical or mental abuse, substance abuse, the stress of finances. 
However, I like to point out that all stress isn't bad. According to the National Institute of Mental Health, stress signals the body to prepare to face a threat or flee to safety. So that's a good thing. When we perceive some type of threat, we want to be able to hurry up and get away from it. So stress in that type of scenario is great because your body is ready to jump and try to run away from that threat. And so stress is a situation that triggers a particular biological, physiological response that leads to a surge of chemicals and hormones throughout the body. So there is those life-threatening events, which I mentioned when you're trying to hurry up and get away from particular or perceived threat. And then there's non-life-threatening situations such as, you know, taking a test or doing an interview for a new job. However, this type of stress can quickly resolve in those particular scenarios once the threat resolves. Stress becomes a problem as relates to your health when it is long-term or shall I say persistent. And this persistent form of stress may contribute to serious health problems such as heart disease, high blood pressure, diabetes, skin problems such as acne, and other illnesses including mental illness such as depression, anxiety, as well as dealing with menstrual problems. So now that I've kind of talked about what chronic stress can lead to, let's talk about some of the causes. I mentioned a few at the top of the episode about when I asked the question, are you stressed? Cause like the pandemic can be a stressor for many of us. And it has impacted us not only here in the US, but globally. Living through a natural or a man-made disaster can be a cause. Dealing with a chronic illness, starting a new job, Losing a loved one, especially during this time of the pandemic, I think over 500,000 lives have been lost related to coronavirus. But for those individuals who hadn't lost family members or friends from the coronavirus, just from other causes that may have resulted in someone losing a loved one can be a stressor. Getting laid off from a job. A lot of people have dealt with unemployment during the pandemic. Having a baby, many people had the stress of having a baby during a pandemic and having to live through that. So that can be a stressor. Money problems. Many individuals have dealt with money problems throughout the pandemic, whether it's losing a job, dealing with the credit card debt, lack of savings, the stress of a housing situation, whether they're going to lose their homes or be removed from their apartments or rental properties because of the stress of finances, dealing with Issues on the job, at home can be stressors. I know parents have been stressed having to do homeschooling, as I mentioned earlier. Dealing with the stress of relationships, such as getting married or divorced. Dealing with abusive relationship situations is stressful. So these are just a few of the stress triggers in many of our lives. And how we deal with that can impact our overall health. So now that we've talked about the potential causes of stress, let's talk about now how it can present and affect the body. Let's just start off from the top to the bottom. Like if you have headaches, stress can trigger and intensify tension headaches, increased depression. Chronic stress can wear you down emotionally and lead to the diagnosis of depression. 
Stress can increase the production of stomach acid, which could lead to heartburn or make it worse if you already have the diagnosis of heartburn. Stress can make it harder for you to fall asleep or stay asleep, which can lead to a diagnosis of what we call insomnia. Long-term stress weakens your immune system defenses, leaving you more vulnerable to getting infections, such as like colds and other bodily infections. Rapid breathing. When you're stressed, the muscles in your body tense up and it can affect your breathing, which can leave you short of breath. As far as over time, if you have stress that just is continuous and persistent, it can have an increased effect on your blood pressure as well as increase your heart rate, which may eventually lead you to having what I talked about earlier, such as a heart attack or developing heart disease. High blood sugar, the stress can lead to your liver releasing blood sugar into your bloodstream, which over time puts you at increased risk for type 2 diabetes. Your heart is racing because you're in that stress mode. And so that causes your heart to beat fast. And you also hear people talking about, I feel like my heart is about to beat out of my chest. You're at risk for stomach ache issues. It may cause nausea or other tummy problems because the stress throughout your body, especially when it involves the the stomach, can cause you to have that sense of constipation or diarrhea. It just it can fluctuate because your body goes into that fight or flight mode when it's stressed. Stress can have an impact on erection in men, which can lead to erectile dysfunction. Also, stress may lead to low sex drive because the fatigue that comes with stress can take a toll on your libido or shall I say sex drive. Tense muscles. Stress causes your muscles to tense up and chronic stress can lead to tension related headaches and back aches. And sometimes you've probably heard of people, especially if you go to like a massage therapist and they tell you that your muscles in your neck and in your back are all in knots. That comes from stress, most likely, and just tension that's built up over time. Weight loss or weight gain, using alcohol or drugs to help you relax. And lastly, another way stress can present as a symptom in your body is fluctuation in your hormones that can throw your menstrual cycle off as women. Or in severe cases, it may stop altogether. So although these are potential symptoms of chronic stress in the body, however, I still want to make sure that listeners are aware that stress can play a role, but also other medical conditions can present with these symptoms. So in the case of any of these symptoms, you will need to talk to your doctor to figure out what is going on with these potential symptoms. Is it stress related versus some other medical condition that needs to be ruled out first before it's just given a diagnosis related to stress. Now, many of you know that since I've been doing this podcast, I'm definitely interested in healthcare disparities and improving community health advocacy for populations throughout the U.S. and looking at how we can improve statistics when it comes to healthcare disparities. So I was looking at the American Heart Association website, and it states that There are unique stressors that are prevalent within certain populations within the United States. 
and unique stressors that have impacted people of color is that they face a greater risk of high blood pressure, heart disease, and poor outcomes for heart conditions due to stress, depression, and anxiety linked to social and economic inequality, discrimination, and other societal factors. Moreover, to support this statement of unique stressors, according to the American Heart Association that's linked to people of color. Recently, the director of the Center for Disease Control, Dr. Rochelle Walensky, put out a statement saying that racism is a serious public health threat that directly affects the well-being of millions of Americans. As a result, it affects the health of our entire nation. Racism is not just the discrimination against one group based on the color of their skin or their race or ethnicity, but the structural barriers that impact racial and ethnic groups differently to influence where a person lives, where they work, where their children play, and where they gather in community. Over generations, these Structural inequities have resulted in stark racial and ethnic health disparities that are severe, far reaching and unacceptable. So as the nation's leading public health agency, Dr. Walensky states that the CDC has a critical role to play to address the impacts of racism on public health. Therefore, based on these statements from the American Heart Association, as well as the Center for Disease Control, is important to keep in mind as relates to unique stresses to certain populations within the United States. Now that I mentioned and discussed what is stress, how it manifests into disease conditions, as well as potential symptoms, let's discuss how we can potentially manage this issue of chronic stress. According to the American Psychological Association, there are several healthy ways to deal with stress. One is trying to eliminate the stressor. It's not always possible to escape a stressful situation or avoid a problem, but you can reduce the stress you are feeling. So as far as trying to minimize the stress as much as possible is one recommendation. Another is cultivating a social support. According to their website, a strong social support can improve resilience to stress. Another way to manage stress is healthier nutrition. Because stress has a certain type of physiological effect on the body where it releases certain hormones, acute stress can potentially kill your appetite where you're not as hungry, but also you can have the reverse happen where you have release of hormone that results in chronic stress where you have these fat and sugar cravings, which can cause you to overeat and gain weight. So choosing a healthier diet can help improve the impact of stress on your overall health. Another recommendation is relaxing your muscles. This was a technique that I hadn't heard of before. It's called progressive muscle relaxation, which basically helps with relaxing tense muscles, especially when stress can lead to potential tension headaches, as well as back aches, a general overall fatigue, I should say. Another recommendation, they state that a strong body of research shows that mindful meditation can reduce psychological stress and anxiety, even in short-term mindfulness meditation programs. Another recommendation is making sure that you protect your sleep. So making sure that you have a consistent sleep routine that allows time to wind down before lights out. Meditation and relaxation can help with insomnia that was reported on this 
website. Also, avoiding caffeine and alcohol in the late afternoon and evening. Put down the screens. I know a lot of us have a tendency to look at our phones before bedtime or even have it near our bedside, but putting down those screens can help suppress the blue light exposure, which can impact our sleep. In addition, getting physical, which is recommendation for increasing physical exercise. However, I do recommend that you discuss with a physician before embarking on a new exercise program, especially if you have not been physically active in regards to exercising. Also, they mentioned something, and I agree with just getting outside and being around nature, just taking a moment to take in your surroundings sometimes improves your mood. Keeping up your pleasurable activities. A lot of times they mention in here when people get stressed, they often decrease their activities that normally give them some sense of happiness. And by making sure that you keep that as part of your routine lifestyle, that can minimize the impact of stress on your health. Overall, just reframing your thinking in regards to certain situations can impact how your body responds and how you respond to certain situations. And lastly, they recommend seeking help, especially when you get to the point of feeling overwhelmed and you feel like the previous recommendations aren't benefiting you at all. There are mental health experts or primary care providers that are available to you. However, I want to mention that if it becomes overwhelming to a point where you're beginning to think about thoughts of harming yourself, there is a suicide hotline. And the number is 1-800-273-8255. And if all else fails, call 911. In these type of situations, when it becomes overwhelming, there are resources out there. So never feel like you're alone when dealing with life situations that become too stressful. So those hotlines exist for you to have assistance when needed. I want to mention as well the National Domestic Violence Hotline, because those are stressful situations for individuals who are in abusive situations. And that number is 1-800-799-7233. I will make sure that I put in the show notes these two hotline numbers so that they can be easily accessible. So I know I covered a lot of information during this episode, but I just want all of you to know that we all deal with stress. However, when it becomes a problem is when it becomes chronic and it can impact your overall health. So I want you all to make sure that you address the stress that may be apparent in your lives at this point. Seek medical attention to see if it's just stress or could it be some other medical diagnosis and to make sure that you take out time for yourself to take care of yourself, to do those pleasurable activities, make sure that you're getting appropriate sleep, eating well, and being physically active and getting that exercise in. We can make it through this, but we just need to implement those steps to minimize the stress. We're going to have stress, but how we deal with it is going to be the key on how we get through stressful situations. Thanks for checking out this episode. I hope this information has been helpful. If it has, please leave a five-star review on your streaming platform of choice. And this is your host, Dr. Dion. Take care. 
I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Please subscribe and feel free to tell your family and friends to check out the podcast. And remember, this podcast is for educational purposes only and the thoughts and opinions do not constitute medical advice.